0: Uh, Morning, everyone. As we come to the end of this year, uh, I would like to place before you a few thoughts on how we assess this year and what do we do moving forward. I would like to start off with planning. Generally, planning is a critical part of our secular world. Uh, For example, if you look at companies, if you look at how companies plan and strategize, they start with a vision. Vision typically is uh, the answer to a what question. What is it that uh, we want to do? What is it that we intend? The vision leads to the mission. Mission is typically how we want to do it. So I know where I have to go. I know what I want to do but how am I intending on doing it? So that defines the mission statement. And companies also identify the USP, unique selling proposition. And based on that, they have their plans and strategies. You look at uh, the government. Government does not function just like that. Government has annual budgets. They have five-year plans. They have a system and a structure in place to ensure that they deliver on their promises. Even us, uh, for example, if we build a home, we don't haphazardly build something one after the other. We have a blueprint. We get it approved and we ensure that the building is constructed according to the blueprint. But look at our personal lives. Do we have a plan for our lives? Do we know God's plan for our life more importantly? And Another question would be, does God have a plan for my life? So what does the Bible say? To have on one hand, God being the God of immense diversity, a God of the universe, a God who is so awesome and mighty and big. At the same time, the king of the universe, he also focuses on the specifics. He knows the hairs on my head. He knows each and every small detail about me and not only knows it, he also enjoys and takes pleasure in each and every small aspect of my life. Uh, for example, we read in uh, Jeremiah twenty nine eleven, I know the plans I have for you. God has a plan for me and those plans are to prosper me and to harm me and give me a hope and a future. It's not some uh, accidental or vague idea that God has, but it's a clear, meticulous, specific plan which God implements every day. We read in Psalm uh, 139 and 16, every day of my life was recorded in your book. Every day. We might not know what this day may bring to me. We might not know what uh, this week will bring to us. But every day is in God's hands. God knows. And it's not just a, a plan which is flexible or changeable or a plan that uh, is, is, uh, just varies, but it's a plan that stands firm forever as per Psalm 11 So when God goes to such pains to have a plan to implement and execute it, shouldn't we not make an attempt to know what God's plan is for me? God has a plan. First, we need to strongly realize that. And then as a consequence of that re- realization, we need to make an attempt to find what God's plan is for me. Let me let's take an example, uh, the life of uh, Joseph. So the plan for God, for Joseph's life was to make him the prime minister for Egypt, so that the people of Israel could be fathered, nurtured, and nourished. So what did God do? So God revealed his plan through dreams to Joseph and his family. So what was the response? The response of Joseph was uh, to continue his life as usual. The response of the parents were to warn him and uh, to smother him with love more and more. The response of his brothers was jealousy and envy. So... How could God's plan come to fruition in Joseph's life? So the devil strangely realized God's plan and he tried to hijack or deviate God's plan for Joseph's life. But God, he is in control. God is almighty, the ancient one. And he was able to reverse the plans the enemy had for Joseph and bring it to good. To be a prime minister, what do you need? On one side, we need management skills. We need competencies. We need how to uh, create the policies and govern. But on the other hand, you also needed practical wisdom, street smarts, and be able to uh, nuance yourself in managing the political scenarios. So if Joseph had been in his parents' embrace, he would not have received these skills. So, even though the devil tried to thwart God's plans, God imparted these skills to Joseph. Joseph, in Potiphar's house, he got all the management skills. I mean, he can be compared to what a butler was in a typical English household. So, that could have been 300 to 500 people. And Joseph was managing them. He knew about finances, he knew about budgets. He knew how to make the entire household tick. He knew about the various parts of, the, uh, of managing a household or a small business and how it all came together. But still, Joseph lacked the street smarts. He lacked the practical wisdom. So again, God reversed the devil's plans to kill Joseph. And Joseph in the prison, he was able to learn a lot. He was able to practically understand how the world worked. He was able to make contacts. He was able to get the inside information of different ministers, different uh, leaders in Egypt. He knew their weaknesses. He knew their strengths. He knew what was happening behind the scenes. Egypt, it was a very dangerous uh, mixture of uh, turmoil. He, there were black people there were uh, magicians engaging in witchcraft on one side, there were criminals and ministers who were willing to kill and uh, steal for their own personal growth. In, this, in spite of all this, David was given the exposure in the prison to know how to navigate these troubled waters. God gave him the wisdom, God gave him the practical exposure he needed. Just imagine if we have Uh, Somebody from, for example, Pakistan, uh, uh, somebody who has been jailed in India, uh, he's been made the prime minister of India. So if such a situation happened, how do you think that prisoner would be able to face and react and behave in such a circumstance? God fully prepared Joseph. Joseph, right from day one, he was able to fit into the role of the prime minister. There could have been a lot of uh, attempts made on his life. There could have been a lot of plans and uh, other uh, ways by which people tried to undermine him. But still, Joseph, with the preparation and support of God, he was able to function effectively as the prime minister of Egypt. God has a plan for each and every one of us and that plan is to give us a hope and a future and God is more than able to ensure that his plan always triumphs. So that is the first thought I would like to leave with you. God has a plan but many times we fail to realize and understand that. Many times we do not make the effort to find out what God god's plan is for us every day every week every month every year uh, that's why the uh, jewish people had a concept called windows of reconciliation the jewish people identified the change of seasons we know we have four seasons so whenever there is a change from one season to the other so the jews identified that point and 10 days before and 10 days after it was considered to be a time for reflection. For example, uh, now we have the winter solstice when the winter, the season changes from autumn to winter. So 20th is a time when people believe is a change and 10 days before 10 days after, ideally from 11th of just uh, December till the end of December, it's a time that Jewish Jews believe a time of reflection And a time of reconciliation. In this time, they believe that there is an additional grace. There is a special grace of God to help us reflect and understand what we need to do. This is a time, this particular December window of reconciliation is a time of reconciling to our destiny. Each and every window has a specific purpose, according to Jewish beliefs. One window is to reconcile to land. One is for reconciling to community. So this specific December window is a time of reconciling to our destiny. So what do they do? What do the Jews do at this particular time? They actually do two things. So they first look at the year that has gone by from January to December. Whatever has gone, they reflect on it and they identify the unfinished agenda. This year, God had so many plans for me. This year, God wanted me to do A, B, C, D. This year, God had these tasks for me. So what is it that I left unfinished? What is it that God expected me to do, but I did not do it? So they reflect on the unfinished agenda. So we are also called to do that. This time, this season, God has given us the grace to look back. There is a unique favor when we exercise and look back. What happened in this year? Did I utilize each and every God-given moment in this year? Or has there been any gaps? We need to look back. We need to look back on all those areas we fell and learn from them. We need to look back into this entire year that has uh, about to get over and find out those areas where we needed to do more, but we did not. We need to reflect. That is the first step. Look back and find out the f- unfinished agenda. The second step would be to look forward, to look forward the coming year. From January to December, what is it that God wants me to do? What are all those areas God wants me to grow? As I mentioned earlier, every company has a vision, mission. What is God's vision for me for 2022? Where does God lead me? What does God want me to do? Let's ask that what question what does god want me to do what does god have in store for me what is god's plan for me for 2022 we need to ask that question and what follows is the how question how does god want me to finish or accomplish those goals if a small ordinary worldly company if they could make all these annual plans how much more precious are you and i why can't we Begin this exercise. Look at what God wants us to do in 2022. I mean, many times we make a lot of plans in our mind. We think, we ponder, and uh, we are good in all these mental uh, wanderings. But it is essential that we put these plans in black and white. This exercise is not a mental exercise. This exercise is something that we have to take it seriously and put it down in black and white. Maybe note it in our phone or record it in our uh, laptops, whatever. And if possible, with the family together as one, we need to make this uh, exercise. What does God have in store for me in 2022? What does God have in store for, for my family, for my community? What is God's plan? How does God see me in 2022? How do I fulfill those aspirations and goals? What is the USP? What is unique? What is so special about God's plans and uh, what is the unique gifts or talents that he has given me? So this is something that we need to seriously consider. If we do not know what God has in store for us the coming year, we will wander aimlessly we will go all over the place we need to walk as sons we need to walk with discernment so this exercise this understanding of God's plans and purposes for me in the year after will help us be clear walking with a sense of purpose with their eyes open and be an effective son there are a couple of things I like to uh, state in this uh, time. One, there are three words that are used often, especially in the writings of uh, King Solomon. Uh, Knowledge, wisdom, understanding. It is used interchangeably sometimes. So what, what is the difference between these three words? Knowledge, it just refers to the basic data, just the information that we hear from various sources. What is wisdom? It is the application of that knowledge. Whatever we hear, we learn, we listen, when we apply that in our day to day life, the knowledge becomes wisdom. What is understanding? Understanding is God's perspective. In every situation, when we take knowledge, when we collect and uh, uh, bring about a lot of knowledge together and apply them and make it into wisdom, we also need to bring in the divine perspective. Which is understanding. It's when all these three things come together, we find that there is a breakthrough, there is an awesome power of God being manifested. So when we do these plans for the next year, when we look at what happened in in this year, we need all these three factors to be in this plan. We need knowledge, we need wisdom, we need understanding. Uh, Another thought that I would like to leave with you is, many times we do a lot of good things. We invest our time, we invest our resources in a lot of ministry opportunities. But if we do a lot of good outside of God's plans for us, then the returns we get would be minimal. For instance, if God wants me to minister to children and that is his call for me in the coming year, if I invest my time in Uh, for example, a hospital ministry or uh, maybe in something else, for the time I invested, I might get 20% returns or I might get 30% returns. But because God's plan for me is for children, if I invest my time and resources in children's ministry or working with children, then the returns I get might be 50%, 60% or even 100%. So it is very essential that we do not walk blind. We do not walk without knowing where we are going. It is very critical, very, very important for us to know where we stand and where we have to go. It's not that God chooses not to reveal his plans. God always wants to reveal his plans to his children. He revealed his plans to Abraham as his friend and that God has not changed. He is still the same God. He wants us to receive his plans for the coming year. Most of the times, the fault lays in us. We don't make that effort. We, just like that, uh, how we run in the world in a mechanical way, we just do the same things without pausing to think where we are going, what are we doing? So it is high time. We take, we utilize this special window, this window of reconciliation to look back on this year, where are all the gaps? Where is there a need for course correction? Where have we not aligned ourselves with God's will? Identify those areas with God's help and build on that. The coming year, it is a year of great potential for us. It is a year of breakthrough. We need to be people who have positioned ourselves effectively, strategically and reap the rewards out of our efforts. God is eagerly waiting for us to walk with Him, to partner with Him. He is a God of intimacy. He is a God of relationships. Many times, we fail, we fall short. So we need to rise up. We need to make the plans. So most of us know about a SWOT analysis. We can look at SWOT analysis as a possible strategy. SWOT, as you know, stands for strength weakness, opportunity, and threats? What are all the strengths we have moving forward into the new year? What are all the weaknesses we have? What are all the opportunities there are? What are all the threats that we might have to encounter? That could be a starting point. We can start writing down this. We can do a SWOT analysis for our life. We can look at analyzing and later on as we do this God will add his own revelations and perspectives onto that. We can't We need to start somewhere. Let's start with this SWOT analysis for us as individuals, for us as families, or as churches, or as groups. We need to start the planning process. Uh, John Maxwell says very effectively, if you fail to plan, you plan to fail. So this is something that's critical. We are walking, we are living in very strategic times and seasons. We need to plan. If we don't plan, then as John Maxwell said, we are planning to fail. Uh, Again, uh, goals as we need, as we set the goals, we also have uh, it it said that goals need to be smart. What does smart stand for? Specific goals. Specific goals, achievable goals, realistic goals, time-bound goals, measurable goals. Specific, measurable, achievable, realistic, time-bound. So let's keep these two things in mind. Let's start with a SWOT analysis. Let's set goals that are smart. And definitely, God will step in and help us move forward. I would just like to leave you with a verse from Esther 4.14. It says, you were born for such a time as this. You were born... For such a time as this. Let us ponder this. Let us think this through all through the day. This holds good for us. This is true in each and every one of our lives. We have been born for such a time as this and let us make this count. So can we uh, uh, bow our heads and pray? Our loving Heavenly Father, thank you for this Morning, time. Thank you, Lord Master, that you are in control. You are the Almighty God and you rule with grace and power and strength. Thank you, Father, though you are the Almighty God of the whole universe. You created everything with your word, yet still you have given us the right to call you Abba, Father. You love us without any limits to the point of giving your Son for us, for our sakes. Thank you, Father, that there is nothing that is accidental or coincidence in your nature. You are a God who planned everything right from the creation to the restoration and the end of days. Everything has been written in your book. Even before the foundations of the world, you planned our salvation. Thank you, Father. Each and every day of my life, you have planned and you are orchestrating every situation, circumstance, every meeting we have, every communication. You are orchestrating them, Lord, for our learning and growth. You have thousands and thousands of angels helping you, obeying your word to ensure that every day goes as per your plan. We don't see that, we don't realize that many times, but Lord, We know, Master God, that you are the master planner. You are the God who plans and executes his plans perfectly. Thank you, Father, that we serve you. It is an honor and a privilege, Master, to be in an intimate relationship with you. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord, for helping us realize the importance of planning. Thank you, Father. Even as we come to the end of this year, you are helping us, Master. You are helping us rewind. You are bringing to our mind and to our attention those things that we have to uh, uh, ponder. Maybe we, we had forgotten such things. Maybe we didn't think about it, but you are bringing us the wisdom. You are bringing us insights. You are helping us, Lord Jesus, realize those areas where we failed. Lord, we made a lot of mistakes, but Lord Master, you are helping us learn from them and grow. Thank you, Father, that this year, Lord Jesus, you are helping us, Master, look back and learn from them. Thank you, Father, that in the coming year, we look forward with hope. Thank you, Lord Jesus, that you have an awesome plan for us. Each and every one of us, Master God, you have a plan. You have written it down each and every day of the year, Lord Master, from 1st of January. Each and every day, Lord Master, you have written it in your book. Thank you, Father, that as we push in and seek your plans, you are revealing it to us. You are, Lord Master God, helping us understand what we need to do to walk in partnership with you. Lord, the plans, Lord Jesus, are according to your standards. It's not according to a small, narrow, feeble minds. But Lord, you have a grand plan for each and every one of us. According to your grace, not according to our human standards. And Master God, It's going to be an awesome year for us. It's going to be a year, Lord Jesus, which is an unbelievable and a a miraculous season for us. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord, for all that you have done this year. We are so grateful for giving us, Lord Jesus, the faith to stand firm and walk with you. Thank you, Lord. You are in control. Thank you, Father, for this coming year. Thank you for helping us plan. Thank you for helping us, Jesus be your sons you have created us for such a time as this we believe it and we declare it thank you father we give you all the praise glory honor and worship i cover each and every one of us with your blood from head to toe as we move out this week thank you father the time is blessed the time is sanctified we give you all the honor in the name of jesus christ i pray amen